the Damian Lillard trade saga has officially ended with him joining the Eastern Conference and going to the Milwaukee Bucks to play with Giannis Antetokounmpo. How does this affect the Detroit Pistons? We're going to talk about that in today's episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. Per usual, I'm your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter, at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel, at Locked On Pistons. Hit that subscribe button, or leave us a five-star review. On whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on, that's another great way to support the podcast. Um, in today's episode, we're going to be talking all things involving the Damian Lillard trade and how all those all the effects from the Milwaukee Bucks trading for Damian Lillard, how that possibly impacts the Detroit Pistons. And then lastly in the podcast, we'll talk about what Piston player would you guys like to see host a podcast? You see all these player podcasts across the NFL now, across the NBA, obviously. No Piston player with a podcast. If you had to pick one Piston player you think would have a fun podcast that you actually would like to listen to, who do you think that would be? Let me know in the comment section down below, and then we'll talk about it way later. Um, but let's go ahead and get into the first topic. Obviously, this isn't just a Pistons topic, for, uh, quite clearly. This is a big NBA bomb. Damian Lillard yesterday, I'm recording this the morning of the 28th, yesterday was traded finally from the Portland Trailblazers to the Milwaukee Bucks. I feel like the Milwaukee Bucks got a stain. They, they got away like bandits. All they had to give up was Drew Holiday, and they got Damian Lillard. Um, it was a three-team trade with the Milwaukee Bucks, the Phoenix Suns, and the Portland Trailblazers, Drew Holiday, and DeAndre Ingold in the Portland. Suns got a few more death pieces, and then obviously Dame ends up in the Eastern Conference now with Milwaukee. Um, later on in the podcast, we'll talk about whether the Pistons should be interested in Drew Holiday, who the Trailblazers are already looking to reroute and turn into more assets, turn into potentially more picks, maybe some young players, um, and send him somewhere else. Uh, we'll talk about that later as well. Um, but the immediate effects, I'd say, of Damian Lillard joining the Milwaukee Bucks, like the very first thing that came to my mind was, oh my goodness. The Pistons already get destroyed by the Bucks four times a year. They're into the vision. Four times a year, you got to go against Giannis. And four times a year, Giannis destroys the Pistons. And now you're telling me four times a year, the Pistons have to go against now not just Giannis, but Dame, and they get Dame without giving up Chris Middleton or Brooke Lopez. So not only will they just be bigger than the Pistons, again, <laughs> they'll just be better than the Pistons with another superstar. Those four, now I'll say this, the two games that they play at Little Caesars Arena, if they weren't packed already to see Giannis, they'll definitely be packed now to see Giannis and Dame. Yeah, that Little Caesars Arena is going to be packed for those games. Um, but I can guarantee you that for at least, for at least the next two years, you can go ahead and chuck up four L's instantly. Like, if you ever look at the Pistons schedule, just chuck up four L's for the next, at least the next two years. With Dame, Giannis, Chris Milton, Brooke Lopez a part of the squad. Yeah, Milwaukee, the Pistons ain't being Milwaukee. Like, that's that's just not happening. It'll be fun to watch. It's going to be fun to watch Dame and Giannis. But yeah, the Pistons ain't being them. So that's four games a year because they're in the division. Another central d- division opponent stacking up, stacking up pieces, getting... Active in the trade market, going all in. 
tough for the Pistons in their division. They have to play them four times a year. Um, there's some other things though that that kind of that kind of impact the Pistons by Damian Lillard going to the Bucks. Another thing that I instantly thought of, I don't know if you know other people thought about this. Um, the Toronto Raptors were like apparently like sneaky contenders to get Dame. And if they would have got Dame, that would have hurt the Pistons, I think. Um, because everyone wants everyone wants the Pistons to make the plan this year. All the fans believe they can make the plan this year. But a part of, of being able to go from the worst team in the NBA to the play-in, not only do you need to get better, other teams need to get worse. So, for example, the Charlotte, we've talked about this many times. The Charlotte Hornets are getting Miles Bridges back, Okay. That should help them. Now, whether they're actually better, along with Bram Miller, we'll see. And LaMelo's going to be healthy for the entire year. He was hurt all last year, basically. So, Charlotte should be better. They were 14th seed. Orlando was 13th seed with double the Pistons' wins. Orlando's just going to get better. That's another team. The Wizards are looking like they're going into a rebuild, so maybe the Pistons could leapfrog the Wizards. The Indiana Pacers, another year with uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Um, some nice signings with Obi Toppin, um, or trades for Obi Toppin. I mean, I really like them getting Jairus Walker. So basically what I'm saying is that five, the one, two, three, the four teams ahead of the Pistons that weren't in the plan, only one of them you can say is like rebuilding. The other three the Pistons will be competing with. And then there are a few play-in teams that we thought maybe the Pistons or maybe they could be rebuilding and blowing it up and the Pistons could jump ahead of. A team like the Bulls were potentially going to blow it up. Doesn't look like they're going to do it. So that kind of hurts the Pistons a little bit to have to compete with the Bulls. I mean, then the Raptors. The Raptors have been a team that everyone has has talked about potentially, you know, blowing it up. They need to pick a direction. Are they going to go all in or are they going to, you know, go into a rebuild? So, I don't, this doesn't mean the Raptors are going into a rebuild for sure. But if they would have got Dame, that's another playing team, at least another playoff team that immediately has taken up one of those spots. Um, and that, that hurts the Pistons in their playing hopes. So, without the Raptors getting Damian Lillard, I, I think the Raptors are still going to be better than the Pistons. I think they're still going to make the play-in over the Pistons. But it won't be as a, a as of a impossible task as it would have been if they would have gotten um, Damian Lillard, if you're, if you're catching what I'm saying here. That's how I was looking at this. Um, I really didn't want the Raptors to get Dame. I, I really didn't want to um, for those reasons. Um, but outside of that, I, I saw some people talking about the timeline um, if this affects the Pistons' timeline, I mean, a little bit. So I, I know a lot of people will be like, "Well, cool, Damian Lewis is only under contract for two years, and this doesn't mean Dame's going to sign his or Giannis is going to sign his extension." Um, no, I don't think it guarantees that Giannis is going to sign sign his extension. But this team's going to be the immediate favorites, and I, I I'd be shocked if Giannis doesn't stay now. Like I'd be absolutely shocked. I don't think Giannis ever actually wanted to leave. I think he just wanted to put pressure on the Bucks, and it worked. So Giannis is 28 years old, I believe. Let me let me make yeah. Giannis is 28 years old. He's he's nowhere near the end of his prime. 28 years old. He has two years left in his contract, a player option, on the last deal. And I'm going to assume he's probably going to sign now an extension in Milwaukee. Dame also has a two-year contract or a two-year deal this year and the next year left. And I'm going to assume he'll probably end up signing an extension with the Bucks at some point too. He may not do it, but let's just assume the next two years. If the Pistons plan on making a jump at all in the next two years, it's not happening with these two guys on the Milwaukee Bucks. They're not going to be able to compete with those guys. After that, those two years, if they end up moving on, it doesn't affect the Pistons' timeline really because the Pistons 
probably in the next two years weren't trying to be contenders anyways. Um, but what I will say is if Milwaukee continues, this is this is the way I was looking at it. In the next two years, no, I don't think it affects the Pistons' timeline because the Pistons are really, really trying to win anyways. And if they were thinking about it, they should go ahead and abandon that plan immediately. Unless Cade turns out to be like Luka this year or something, go ahead and just abandon that plan. Go ahead and just forget about that because you're not competing with these guys if you're the Pistons. It's not happening. I don't think that was the plan anyways, but if it was, abandon it. Um, the way the other way I'm looking at it is Giannis is 28, and as much as we all love Cade, Giannis is probably going to end up his career a top 12 player of all time, especially if they win a ring with Dame. Like, Giannis is one of the best players we will ever see in the NBA. If Milwaukee keeps going all in with Giannis to keep him happy, and every time he puts pressure, they keep making moves to make him happy, uh, Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez, now Dame, they keep doing that, Giannis is never leaving the Eastern Conference, and that's going to be tough. <laughs> that, that's going to be tough. Now, I know there, even when he was putting pressure on the, the Bucks this offseason, some of the teams mentioned, like New York, that's still in the Eastern Conference. But there were some other teams in the Western Conference that were being rumored that he could go play for, that they could go after him. So, basically, I, I've been secretly thinking in my head, like, man, if Milwaukee doesn't like do what Giannis wants, Giannis may go to the Western Conference. And if he goes to the Western Conference... That helps. That will help the Pistons long-term. Because even though his contracts are two years and he's 28 years old, when the Pistons eventually are going to be trying to win, Giannis is still going to be Giannis. Like, when Giannis is 30, 31, he's, not, he's still in his prime. They're still going to be running into Giannis over and over. And I would rather not go into Giannis, like run into him in the playoffs over and over and over. Um, so that's something that I've been sneakily thinking about. Now, overall, you can't really... You can't really build your team with the idea of hoping to dodge players, like especially if you believe in Cade. You do basically just want to build the best team you can and try to you know measure up to them as much as possible. But anyone would be lying if you if you would be saying you wouldn't like it better if Giannis wasn't in the same conference. It would make it easier. So that's the that's the thought process I've been looking at this through. I don't think that it affects the Pistons really in the next two years. Outside the Toronto Raptors point, I'm happy the Raptors didn't get them. Um, I don't think it affects them in the next two years. I think they're going to be incredibly fun to watch outside of the fact that the Pistons are going to have automatically four L's on their roster now or on their schedule the next two years with these two guys there. If they stay longer than two years, if this gets, if they keep satisfying Giannis and they keep giving him what he wants, I think that could be frustrating. I could see the Pistons like in 2025 or 2026 being ready to contend and just losing to Giannis, running into Giannis over and over, and that would suck because that's the kind of, I mean, you see that thing happen all the time to great play, uh, great teams that are trying to make it. Happen with LeBron, happen with the Warriors in the in the, um, in the the West. Happens all the time. So I would rather that not be the case. Um, hopefully he ends up asking for a trade and goes to the Western Conference, get Giannis out of this, out of this conference and the division. But all in all, this is a fun basketball move for NBA fans, even Pistons fans who probably don't want to have to go against this four times a year. You're probably going to have a lot of fun watching this. Um, so that's my takeaways from Dame being traded to the Milwaukee Bucks and how it could affect the Detroit Pistons. Let me know if there's any other way that you guys think that this could affect the Pistons, whether it's short-term or long-term. Let me know in the comment section down below or over on Twitter, at Hill. When we come back, should the Pistons be interested in Drew Holiday? We'll talk about that when we come back. But first, I've got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, DoorDash. Love the convenience of getting whatever you want, when you want, what you want, 
right to your door. With DoorDash Grocery Delivery, you can stock up for the week or order last-minute cravings conveniently. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered. We'll make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you picked them for yourself. Want even more value? You can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 fee or a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with the Dash Pass membership. With easy substitutions right in the app and best-in-class customer support, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONNBA at checkout. Limited time offer terms apply. That's $50 up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and $0 delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNBA. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNBA for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. So continuing with the Damian Lillard trade, um, real quickly, for any of my uh, any any listener that is a you know hip-hop head, rap music head, whatever. Damian Lillard, I think he might be the best, like, rapping player, NBA player ever. That song he dropped, that farewell song, like, he actually can rap. He can spit for real. Just wanted to throw that out there. I don't know if any of you guys care about that kind of thing, but it is what it is. Um, Continuing with the Damian Lillard effects, the Portland Trail Blazers acquired Drew Holiday. He's 33 years old. He has two years left on his deal, a player option the second year. Um, So he's making $34 million this year. $37 $37 million next year if you were to opt into his contract. And Portland is not planning on keeping him at all. Um, they're already shopping him. They're trying to reroute him to acquire even more assets when you look at the Damian Lillard trade. So it won't just be DeAndre A and Drew Holiday in, in three first, two pick swaps. Um, it will be DeAndre A and multiple picks maybe. Maybe DeAndre A and multiple picks and a young player for Damian Lillard. So they're trying to reroute Drew Holiday. Um, he's probably going to end up on a contender. Um, in the Eastern Conference, I saw Woj, um, Woj was talking about um, on ESPN that Eastern Conference teams now are trying to get into an arms race to keep up with the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, so there's a lot of teams in the East that are interested in Drew Holiday. Um, so I ex- fully expect him to end up on a contender in the Eastern Conference somewhere. Um, the only thing I don't want to happen, like I mentioned in the first segment, if he does go to an Eastern Conference team, I would much rather it not be a team that the Pistons will be competing with um, for a play-in spot. Um, even though I personally, you guys know, I personally don't believe the Pistons will make the play-in this year. I know a lot of fans want that to be the case. A lot of fans have that expectation. And if Drew were to show up in Charlotte, if Drew were to show up in Orlando or Indiana or Toronto, like or Chicago even, like if he were to show up there, it just that's another team that ahead of the Pistons last year that would just make it tough. So I would hope that he goes to one of the top teams so it doesn't really affect the Pistons and their chase for the play-in. Um, that's the only thing I care about with that. Um, or should the Pistons be interested in Drew Holiday themselves and get Drew and have them or have Drew help the Pistons take this next step? Um, it, it's, I'd say, I'm going to say no, 
I mean, I don't think the Pistons should be interested in him. Um, I saw a few Pistons fans in the community talking about um, he's too old. He's 33 years old. Or he, I don't want to pay him $34 million this year. That, that has nothing to do with why I wouldn't do it. 33 years old, Drew is not – that's not – a death sentence in the NBA anymore. Drew looks really good still, and his contract's a good contract. He's $34 million this year, player option the next year. He might opt out because he thinks he could get more money. I, I wouldn't put it past him to opt out at all um, of that $37 million uh, player option, or he could just simply opt out to try to get a long-term contract and try to get more of security. Um, but even if he does opt into the contract, that's still a good deal to have for Drew Holiday. That's not a lot of money for someone like Drew Holiday. Um, back in 2012, it would be, but now that's, I don't think that's a bad contract at all for Drew. Um, so that's, that has nothing to do with why I, I wouldn't, I don't think the Pistons should be interested in Drew Holiday. It kind of goes back to what we talked about in the la- last podcast with Buddy Heald. There's just no spots for him. Um, and that's not to say that Pistons have players better than Drew. They don't. Like, Drew would probably be the second best player on the team instantly. But, he wouldn't take priority over the guys at that guard spot. So obviously you got Cade and Jaden. Um, if they wanted, I mean, this is when it just wouldn't make sense. If they wanted to move off of Monty and they wanted to move off of Alec Burks um, to create spots for Drew Holiday, then sure, but Portland would never want that. That doesn't make any sense. They'd want young pieces or picks, and the Pistons don't necessarily have picks to you know throw away like that. And I highly doubt they'd want to give up young player uh, for Drew Holiday. So, no, I don't think they're going to be interested in Drew Holiday, even though I do think having Drew would make this team a lot better. Like, I think Drew actually would make a lot of sense with this team. Cade, Jaden, Drew, you could put Boyan or Stu or Sar at the four with Duran. That would make a lot of sense. You have a really damn good point of attack defender, one of the best in the entire NBA, a two-way player, at least in the regular season. I know he has some struggles in the playoffs, uh, offensively, that is. But Drew Holiday is is a great player, um, and he would help the Pistons immensely. Um, he would take the 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 best ball handler on the other team every single night and do his just about as you know probably the best job you could find out there. This past season, he averaged 19 points a game, seven assists a game, five rebounds, and 48, 38, um, 86 splits. Like Drew Holiday is really damn good. And when you have Kay Cunningham, who's six seven, you know, around that height that can guard wings, you can just move Cade down to the wing on defense. And the thing with Drew, too, is that if you want to keep Cade on, like, guards, even though I don't think that you'd want to, but let's just say you'd want to keep Cade on, like, a, a the shooting guard, and you don't want to put Drew on the point guard or the point of attack ball hand or the point of attack guy, whoever's setting up the offense, whatever. If you don't want to do that, which I think they would, but if you didn't want to do that, Drew can guard bigger than him. He can guard ones, twos, threes. Heck, there's some fours that Drew can guard. So... Drew would be fantastic for the Pistons. If the Pistons were in a spot where they're 100% trying to take this next step, like they know what they got in Cade. Cade has showed them that he's a few, he's becoming a star and he's ready to take this next step, then I'd be more interested in Drew because I actually think Drew could really help. And if it cost a young player, if they thought Drew was that guy that would get them there to that next step, then yeah, I'd be interested in Drew because he actually is that good. I think he'd fit really damn well. With Cade, I think he'd be perfect next to Cade, but because that's not the case yet, and because they'd have to give up a young player at this point when they don't know what they really have with most of the young guys, I just don't think Drew makes sense at this point. Even though, again, it's not about whether I think he would fit 
or if he would make the team better. Oh, the team would be 100% better. If they got Drew, I don't know what they would give up, but let's just say, let's not do trade purposes because I don't, I don't know what exactly the deal would be. But let's just say you like if you drop Drew on this team, then if you guys want to say play in, I would like probably believe it because that's how good Drew is. Drew is really damn good. Um, now, depending on what they traded for him, would they still remain a play-in team? Potentially, in my opinion, with Drew? Maybe. But, again, like I said, I don't think the team's ready yet to cash in their young guys on a guy like Drew, who, I, while he is really good, he's not a star. He's like a star role player. Really damn good player. I think he's an all-star level player. But that's probably not the player that you want to cash in your young assets for anyways. Um, and they're not ready for it yet. So, I don't think that the Pistons will be interested in Drew, even though I do think he would make the team a lot better. The last point I'll make with this is is, is this. We've been talking about the Pistons trading for guys like Drew Holiday on the podcast recently a lot, especially this offseason. The Pistons are nearing this time. They, I, I'm telling you guys this right now. You guys, If you guys choose not to believe it, that's fine. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But this team is getting close. Like, they're going to pull a trigger on a trade soon. Like, I don't know if it's going to be this year. It may be at the deadline. It may be after this year. But soon the Pistons will be players in one of these type of trades. It just depends who it is. So, just stay tuned. Watch what other teams are giving up for these type of players. Watch what guys are get, uh, watch what guys are becoming unhappy. Look at these situations where guys could become available. Guys that you think could fit with the Pistons. Guys you think the Pistons could fit into their salary cap, which is basically anybody long-term. Start looking at this stuff. I'm telling you, the Pistons' name is going to come up soon. It's going to come up soon. They're going to be pulling a trigger on a trade like this. Identify a player. Look, start watching these situations because it's coming. It's coming soon. I, I would probably bet next offseason. Maybe the deadline, depending on how things are going. But I'd say next offseason, the, the, the Pistons will be players in, in the trade market. I'm telling you guys this now. Um, but let me know what you guys think. You guys think the Pistons should be interested in Drew Holiday? And if not Drew Holiday... What situation are you guys watching? What player are you guys watching that you think could become available for the Pistons that you could see them being players for? And let me know all that in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Kuka Hill. When we come back, which Piston player do you guys think would be really fun to listen to on a podcast? We'll talk about that when we come back. But first, you guys got to hear from some of our lovely sponsors. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen. Of every single day, we're free to available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons, hit that subscribe button, or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. That's another great way to support the podcast. So I've been like, I listen to so much like sports content, obviously. I love sports, obviously. I listen to JJ Reddick's podcast. I listen to... um the title podcast, I believe it's uh, Theo Pinson. I know Stanley Johnson has his own podcast. Uh, Draymond has his own podcast. And even in the NFL, Micah Parsons got his own podcast. Heck, Austin Rivers has his own podcast. It feels like players across the leagues in the NBA and the NFL are making podcasts. I feel like it's it's becoming a very popular thing for players to do. Um, I know there's some talk about whether players should be doing it during the season. People say it's a distraction, but I don't really care. Um that's not where I'm going with this, though. Um, where I'm going with this is who... Oh, and I also saw that Isaiah Livers was on a podcast with his trainer, Michael Lancaster, who we had on the podcast last summer. Um, so, which Piston player, basically, what I'm trying to talk about and what I want to ask, which Piston player do you guys think 
would be the most fun to listen to on a podcast. So I got the Pistons roster in front of me right here. And I'm not going to lie. I don't think the Pistons have many great podcasters. I, I, look, they have a lot of young players. They have a lot of young talent. They have a good potential. They have a good future. They have athleticism. But the one thing I don't think they have is good podcasters yet. I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm messing around a little bit, obviously. But, like, who's the vocal guy? Like, I can't see, like, talking with Cade's brother, if Cade's like, if Cade relaxes a little bit more and, like, is open on the podcast, I can see Cade maybe doing a podcast. But, like, Cade is also so, like, professional and, and he gives the QB answers to the public. He's not, you know, he's not trying to cause no drama. He's 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 very, you know... You get what I'm saying. He's very much like a quarterback in the NFL. He's not going to, you know, he's like a pain man. He's not going to say anything off the wall. He's not going to say anything that could potentially hurt his teammates or hurt his team. He's going to lead by example. He's going to lead with his words. So I just can't see Cade doing a podcast that's like, that's like interesting. Cause I don't think Cade would, would reveal much in an effort not to be a distraction to the team and to make sure he doesn't like potentially throw anyone under the bus or you know, you guys get what I'm saying. So that's why I don't know if Cade would be good with a podcast. Asar, I don't think he would be good with a podcast either because he doesn't seem like he really likes to talk. Like in the interviews at the Summer League games, he didn't really feel like he wanted to do those interviews. And he kind of felt like he was a little like, okay, let's get this over with. I don't really like talking. So I don't know if Asar would be great. Boyan, definitely not. I don't think we'd want to hear from Boyan. Um, I think maybe Jay and Ivy. Jay and Ivy, there's two players I'm looking at here that I think maybe could be cool, would maybe be cool podcast listeners because they're cocky, they're very confident, their their personality oozes off of them, and they're <laughs> and you see it all over the court. I think you guys know the two players I'm talking about. It's either Jay and Ivy or Isaiah Stewart, and I think it's, I'm probably gonna go with Jay and Ivy because I don't think Isaiah Stewart, even when you like talk to him, he doesn't like. I don't think he's like cocky when he talks like I think Isaiah Stewart is very aggressive his personality shows in the core he's very out there um very emotional I guess that's the way I'm going for emotional on the court Jane Ivey's emotional on the court off the court in interviews like he's a he gets a good quote you get a good quote out of Jane Ivey and I think Jane Ivey on a podcast I think he probably is the best best answer here I think Jay and Ivy could give you some good stuff on a podcast. I think he would talk about himself. I think he would say things that maybe other, not bad things. I'm not saying he would say bad things, but he would maybe say things that QB answers wouldn't do. Like quarterbacks wouldn't say. I compare Jay and Ivy to like a wide receiver at NFL. Like I think he would be a good, probably a good podcast. Listen, he would just say what's on his mind. He'd be, he's very, he'd be creative. He'd be, you know, I think he'd just be a fun listen. Uh, anybody on the Pistons, I think Jay and Ivy would be the answer. Um, I don't think they really really have anyone else who's even an option. The Pistons, like, they don't have very, like, loud players. They don't have very many um, emotionally loud with their words in interviews type of players. Um, outside Ivy, I think. I think Ivy's the only one. So I'm going to go with Jay and Ivy. I think Jay and Ivy would be the best one to have a Pistons podcast, a player podcast on the roster. Um, but I want to hear from you guys. What player do you guys think on the Pistons, if they had to start a podcast, the Pistons were told, listen, you have to have one player from your team make a podcast, and which one do you think would be the best at it? Who do you guys think it would be? I'm going to pick Jay and Ivy. I think Jay and Ivy would be the best at it, but I want to hear from you guys. Let me know in the comment section down below or over on Twitter, at Hill. That's all I've got for you guys today. Thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons 
your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. And until next time, I'll see you guys later. Stay safe out there. Until next time, peace out.